Greetings, everyone. A very pared down, cloudy with a chance of racing coming to you this evening. Just like a, uh, a pared down race weekend for the NASCAR Cup Series coming up in North Wilkesboro. Of course, not everybody eligible for the All-Star Race. We'll just say that Dylan and Steve did not advance to the All-Star Open. Jake and I with you here at I Am Braxton, of course, on Cloudy with a Chance of Racing. Jake, a exciting weekend of racing at Darlington. Not quite as many fireworks as Kansas, but still some quality action on the track. Um, another abrasive racetrack leading to some great racing. And once again, people leaving the race talking about Ross Chastain. Wow, Ross in the headlines again. Uh, it continues to be. Overall, the weekend in South Carolina I thought was great. Um, Xfinity Series, once again, puts on a show. We say it all the time. Trucks w- was was pretty thrilling. Um, and then, you know, you get to Sunday, and it's it's this throwback weekend, and then you, you add it on the fact of celebrating the 75, the greatest drivers in NASCAR history for the 75th anniversary. I thought it was a very, very special weekend capped off. Uh, I guess you would call it a, a frantic finish in a way to the Cup Series with those late cautions. And uh, William Byron takes the checkered. Um, he was there. He was just there at the right time at the end. And uh, uh, Hendrick goes out of there with a win, but you know, another Hendrick car in Larson ends up in an incident with Chastain. Right. I remember at the end of the broadcast, they were talking about, um, you know, Hendrick Motorsports hadn't won at Darlington in like 26 Darlington races or something along those lines. And it was when Larson was leading. And I think at the time, Byron was like eighth or ninth. And nobody expected it, the win to come to Hendrick Motorsports and end that streak but with a driver other than William or the other than Kyle Larson it was William Byron getting the job done. That one really fell into his lap. It did. And yeah, there's, you know, there's no question about it. He didn't necessarily, um, you know, dominated by any sense at any part of the day. Um, Will that qualify him as a hack in Denny Hamlin's dictionary? <laughs> yeah, you could be. Yeah. Uh, you look at the other Hendrick Stables, even you, Chase Elliott was uh, improved throughout the day. Um, man, I on a side note, I absolutely loved his car, and I said it last week. That was my favorite throwback, mainly because Bill Elliott was, was my guy when I was a kid. Um, but um, I thought, you know, overall uh, we mentioned how once, you know, once the race kind of settled in, the first stage – it, it admittedly it was it was bo- pretty boring and Martin Truex was just took over from the start he you know from the pole and then as things got going um, and, and and more rubber was being laid down and everything I thought Sunday um, it got better um, it, and I, I really enjoyed it yeah I think sometimes though people expect a race to be you know, insane from the drop of the green flag, yeah. but, uh, but that doesn't necessarily always create the best racing. I think you have to sacrifice a little bit at the beginning, like in that first stage to have the rubber laid down mm-hmm. and for the track to transition. So that there's actually something for the, the, the teams to have to chase in the track. Right. You know, it's like, you know, the most compelling football games in some cases are like when the Patriots were down 20 to three in the Super Bowl, Right. And they came back like, the, the, some people like Patriots fans would say they hated the first part of that game <laughs> because they got down by 27 or 25 points and they end up coming back and they loved the end of the game. Like the same, same kind of thing in a race. Like you might hate the first stage while rubber is being laid down and while the track is transitioning or like to set up the track to transition. But then once the rubber gets laid down and gets hot, it gets a lot of heat in it from, you know, 36 cars running on it for, you know, an hour, hour and a half at that point, then it starts to change and it makes for great racing. And I I just think it's unrealistic to expect crazy racing, especially Mm -hmm. at a non super speedway track for the entire duration from green flag, the checkered flag. Uh, But I thought it did produce some really good racing. 
again, there were, I think there was a dominant line, but there were some guys searching around a little bit, especially on entry into corners, like how much of the apron they would use, like how much they would dime in the corners in the middle. Definitely made things interesting. Uh, and also, there was some strategy, and like you could drive the corners different ways. Like you saw on those late race restarts in the Cup Series with Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson, that they were, you know, pinching each other high, pinching each other low on those restarts. And you just don't get that at a lot of other tracks, like where a line doesn't matter or, you know, you're trying to put somebody into the, the dirty marbles or anything. You just don't get that at a lot of other tracks. So I think it definitely uh, w- was a very interesting race. And I mentioned him, Ross Chastain. Um, he, I don't want to say he didn't make many friends out there because I don't think he didn't, but um, he didn't have any. He, 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 he furthered he certainly didn't make more friends out there he 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 kind of furthered the legend a little bit i think it all started when he uh self-clearanced himself up there in front of kyle bush uh, i think early in the third stage mm-hmm. and and you know that the late race incident with larson um and you saw the frustration obviously from all the all these drivers in the field but Larson in particular and his crew chief Cliff Daniels really laid laid in Chastain um, as, as far as you know you got to think that they're both Chevys and they're in and that that's what really uh, Cliff hung his hat on at the end of the day like man oh you know what what a Chevy teammate to be doing this and um, but that's you know I don't really you know and Chastain said after the race you know he got he got tied and and drove up and and turned himself. And um, he really, you know, fell on his own sword there. But I just, I I was rooting for him to win, to be honest, mainly because of last week. And I think he's really gaining momentum as far as uh, fans go. I really do think some fans are turning uh, and, and rooting for Ross and, uh, interestingly enough, this week, um, Kyle Larson, the man he had the incident with, said that, you know, <laughs> you never know, Ross could overtake Chase as a popular driver if he keeps up what he's doing. But I, I do think, I mean, Ross has been every week in the headlines with his aggressive driving, but the one thing he hasn't done in a while was win a race, um, and we're still waiting on it. And I thought Darlington might be the chance being aggressive at the end and, and uh, just just didn't get it done. But uh, as uh, on one of those restarts, I, I was either with the, the Kyle Busch one or the Larson one, I'm trying to remember, where he, Chastain, restarted second. But, I mean, he took the lead within the first lap and, and held on to it for a while. But um, it, And that goes back to your, your point, you know, with – the different lanes there and, and you, how you can be on the restarts. We saw that firsthand with Chastain. Yeah. I feel like it's been a long time since there's been a driver in NASCAR who has commanded the attention of the media and the fan base week after week, the way like without winning a race, yes, the way that Ross Chastain has. And it's been good. I mean, I, I, a lot of times, like the the Chastain driving frustrates me, because I was like, you didn't have to make that move at that time. You certainly could have like lived to fight another day and and race the guy cleaner. But at this point, it's clear that's not going to change. And it's been clear for a while. But uh, yeah. so I think the only thing, the only option the fans have left at this point is just accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just think about it as and the factor of. You know, how many times can you can you look back and say there's been so much talk and hype and I guess disdain for a driver uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series without them winning a race? It's been a really long time. I think that goes a long way for uh, the marketability of the sport overall. I mean, there's excitement. I, I, you kinda, at this point, you're looking at every week. What's Ross Chastain going to do? Yeah, look at um. I mean, he was on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Yeah. This week, I mean, and that's big time. I mean, 
and uh, they they've been talking about. And I mean, everyone around the sports world was talking about last weekend with Ross because of the fight. He was and, on uh, uh, one of the the ESPN morning shows, I think. I don't. I, he wasn't. He wasn't on there as a guest, I don't think. But they they talked about the the scuffle with him and Noah. Mm-hmm. And and who who really like stole all the headlines last year at the end of the season was Ross with the Hell Melon. Um, yeah. So it, it it's dating all the way back. I mean, back even further last year. I, you know, the mid mid season with Denny last year. We're coming up on Gateway, uh, where we had you know Hamlin intentionally blocking Ross. That that was oh, yeah. comical last year at gateway, but it, it's dating back all the way to last season. And in this season, um, you, you know, I, I look at it as far as Ross taking the headlines. Like if you might walk up to an average sports fan and a na- name, name some guys in the NASCAR cup series, Ross is, is becoming a household name that, you know, an average sports fan might, that might be the first, name they think of and i and think sure, I mean, if you were i think if you if i were to for disclosure i'm in upstate new york this week for the pga championship mm-hmm. i think if i were to go ask random people on the golf course do you know the name of a nascar driver i feel like of a current nascar driver i feel like the odds are pretty high you know i'd say maybe a little bit higher than 50 percent, which is still when of any choice, uh, you have thirty six choices, right? Fifty like percent yeah. for one guy is pretty high, right? I think the odds are pretty high that the answer I get would be, isn't there like a Ross something? Like that there's no other Ross in the Cup Series. There's no confusing who it could be. Um, I mean, I think that says something. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how. I think the concerning thing in terms of the marketability of Ross Chastain is, is I don't know how commercially marketable he is. Uh, maybe things will change, but like, you know, you didn't, I don't necessarily at this point see Ross Chastain like guest hosting uh, live with Regis and Kelly, like <laughs> Jeff Gordon did or anything like that, or, oh, yeah. or hosting SNL. Yeah. But he's, I'd say that he's the closest thing the sport has at this point. Yeah, and I mean, and at this point, I, I'm not I'm not even gonna be like mad anymore at what he does. Like I'll be frustrated for sure, but I'm not gonna be mad about him because it's like that's what he is. And if it's growing the sport, who am I to complain about this? Exactly, and I I think he is at least this season. And I think it would it would do everyone honestly. I think it would do everyone well if he he got the victory lane here coming up and certainly a possibility because well, the, you, you make a good point because I think there is a fact there is a sector of fans or a faction of fans who are like okay he's stirring all this crap but he's not winning yes yeah and people I mean you know it, it is it, it is all about you know the checkers or wreckers and he, he's been He's been on the records a whole lot, and but but he's been he's been consistently up front. It's just that some of the things he does, and like you just pointed out, you know that point in the race, you know, relax for a second, and you'll still be right where you are on the white flag, and maybe you can do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, and so Dylan did send us some notes, and he pointed yeah. out that Ross was one of his more bonehead moves. Uh, Dylan thinks that Ross should have raced Larson hard there and not completely taken him out. That's, that's a fair assessment. I think, um, you know, I, again, like I, I find it, you know, difficult to be like angry, you know, vehemently like, you know, mad and like red in the face about what Ross does. Uh, I just kind of take it as another week of him doing what he always does. But at the same time, I also see like, man, like, did you really have to make that move right at that second? Like you can, you still win the race if you just lift for a moment. Yeah, I and, think and I mean, but that, that's also me talking. Like I'm not in the race car, and I've yeah. never been. So, um, you know, what authority do I have to say that? But you know, from an outsider perspective, it certainly seems like um, he he could be a little bit more uh, judicious sometimes. 
And I think, yeah. I think Dylan shares the same sentiment. I, that race and, and the race seemed like it was his, um, as, if, until that the green, the last green flag run of pit stops fell behind a few spots. And then it got to, it was Larson, Bell, then Chastain. And then, you know, a late caution came out and that's when Bell had a costly penalty. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that's when Chastain and Larson were up front and Chastain had another chance um, because it was looking like, you know, the restart in the front row was interesting and second could take over first. Um, we saw the very first lap of the race, Bubba led the first lap and then uh, starting second and then Martin took it over. But um, once Martin it took the outside for that opening start, didn't he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like- there was a and, – and going to that the choose rule here at Darlington, that did make it really interesting because you saw both both inside and out be successful. So just a matter of preference, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I owe it to Steve to point out that Kyle Larson at the – on the last lap, last corner of the Xfinity race on Saturday mm. – pulled a move that was eerily reminiscent of something that Ross Chastain would do. And I don't necessarily know that, that Larson did it intentionally, but he certainly, uh, he's coming up off turn four on the outside of uh, John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Larson stays in it, pancakes the wall pretty hard, bounces off the wall into, into Nemechek, basically cleans out the 20 yeah. into the inside wall, and then goes on to win. Um, I'd say it's a little bit of a different situation than what Ross Chastain did on Sunday, but still um, there is late race contact where Larson comes away relatively unscathed. He gets the checkered flag and John Hunter Nemechek crosses the line in fifth going backwards. What, uh, and, and I believe Steve was the one in our group text uh, when that happened throughout the, uh, have you ever? No, I've never. Right. <laughs> the old the old call there. Um it it it, it was eerie, eerie similar and um <laughs> it's one of those where you have a cup veteran and uh you know, John Hunter Nemechek was has been in the cup series but now with you know full time Xfinity and really leading that doing well in the series, but it that is, you know, um it it is ironic when you look back at that finish and think, "Wow, that that looks like you know something Ross would do." And then on Sunday, it's it's a move that ends up hurting Larson. But I thought the Xfinity Series race, man, I, I wish they I wish they could go back in to Darlington even more in those cars. I I thought it was really well. Um, it was cool to see. You know, the trucks and, you know, everyone in NASCAR participating in the throwback weekend as well. Um, and some, some of the best schemes of the weekend came in the uh, the other lower two series. For sure. I love Ryan Ellis's uh, uh, Keen Parts, Corvette Parts uh, throwback to Kevin Harvick and his uh, 29 GM Goodrich days, the gray and black scheme. Uh, it was really slick. Also, I didn't realize until Friday, I mentioned it on the podcast last week that my favorite throwback was the 45 truck of Lawless Allen throwing back to Adam Petty's scheme in, in the year 2000. And I didn't realize until Friday that Friday was the 23rd anniversary of the accident that happened at New Hampshire Motor Speedway that killed Adam Petty. So even more sentiment with that. Uh, from Lawless Allen, uh, and a, a spot on got the number right, and a lot of times the number being right is is what can really make or break the throwback. Mm-hmm. So uh, awesome gesture there. How about um, uh, yeah. Kyle Petty and, and Richard Petty? Together? That was really cool. Yeah, and Carl was great in the booth too. I mean, I think Carl did a really good job of blending in his own experiences. Uh, without leaning on them too hard, but also being open to uh, information from Clint and Mike about 
what the new car does. Uh, I thought Carl was really good. Uh, I There were times that it was kind of weird with Carl. It seems like Boyer would kind of set him up for something, and Carl would just kind of deflect and, and steer the conversation back on the race at hand. Yeah. Uh, but also, it sounds like Carl is more open to being around the track a little bit more going forward, so hopefully he's not a stranger like Mike Joyce said at the end of his segment. And then Bill Elliott was, was really well, and I like that Bill was uh, he was able to break down the race and you know add some information without being a total homer for Chase. Yeah, yeah, he you know he he mentioned Chase a few times, but I I do like and and you know watch, watching Chase he every single week you know like he's in the know with the Cup Series. I mean, oh yeah just from watching his son. So he, he, he just, he knows what's going on. Weekend. And, I, and I'm sure he probably gets some different tidbits and, and information yeah. from chase, like, and how the car behaves that, that other people don't get. Mm-hmm. Unlike some, I mean, and, and, you know, people like to unplug or, you know, you don't, <laughs> there's no requirement, uh, you know, as, as a former driver or veteran or to watch it, you know, and be engaged every week. But you know, Bill. Bill certainly is. I noticed like uh, Carl coming back the way he did. It was kind of like like a homecoming in a way. I mean, uh, there were so many people that that were really happy about it. NASCAR's social media um, was pushing it out. They you know on their Instagram they had they had uh, you know photos from the their seventy five ceremony before the race and. The slideshow only, you know, uh, spotlighted just a couple of, of single photos of drivers, and one of them was like Carl Edwards was the first one when you scrolled through. So I think there was like it was really cool to get Carl back. Um, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Carl uh, won won the uh, the race, first ever NASCAR race I was at. So I'll I'll always be a Carl fan. Yeah, I thought it was funny when he first came on the uh, the broadcast. He's like, "Yeah, it's been a little while since we've done a backflip." Yeah, I wonder if he can still do one. I don't um, know. He he looked he, he, he physically great. looked in great shape. Yeah, yeah. Someone, uh, yeah, I, I was you know I scrolled through Twitter during the race and before the race, you know, it seemed like got like Carl Edwards. Someone was like, did, did not age a day, like even like Matt Kenseth, like some of these guys just just look great for, for yeah for dad. sure yeah it sounds like carl uh, from from my vantage point it sounds like some of the things he said have shown that he's been able to spend time with his kids and his family and do those things and now it seems like you know maybe his kids are getting a little bit older and have their own interests maybe going off to college soon i'm not sure how old they are but mm-hmm. uh it might sound like the the window is open a little bit for him to be around the track a little bit more Mm-hmm. I wonder how well, uh, I wonder how hard uh, Dale Jr. Is, is politicking for uh, oh. for Carl to get in a uh, late model stock next uh, next spring next summer if they run at Wilkesboro again. Wow, when that and wouldn't that be something? And and it looks like, and you sent this in our group earlier. North Wilkesboro has a sign up. It says their their 2024 tickets are on sale. Yeah, so, so I noticed that yeah. and. And part of me was like, oh, are they like foreshadowing something? And another part of me is like, what if the QR code just goes to 2024 tickets for like all SMI tracks and doesn't specifically listen or list uh, North Wilkesboro as like the ticket option? Well, I guess we'll certainly see. Uh, and it would make sense if they're going to bring the track and have another race there next year that they would announce it this weekend. Um, so. I think that kind of puts a bow a little bit on our Darlington talk, unless you've got something else you want to mention there, uh, Dylan. But uh, another good throwback on Friday night one was Christian Eckes and his Herschel McGriff throwback. It's a beautiful-looking truck. and gets the win in the truck series. Of course, Kyle Larson with his controversial win in the Xfinity Series Saturday and William Byron on Sunday in the Cup Series. Anything else you want to add on Darlington before we uh, shift our perspective forward to North Wilkesboro because I think we have a lot to talk about for that track returning. There's a ton of action coming up this week. 
Well, I'll uh, one up more thing, um, and I guess this could be my pop-up shower this week. Uh, from what I saw online, I was just cool to see the old, you know, veteran drivers that are, you know, they're not, not the current ones, but guys like, you know, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Bodine, the ones as part of the 75 and, and others that were there talking to the media, I thought um, gave really interesting perspectives just um, about everything going on. You know, Dale Jarrett mentioned he want, he would like to see more testing and practice time. Uh, Jeff Bodine says the current, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he just pretty much said the drivers need to get over Ross Chastain. Like his yeah, I, lo- I was, was going to say is like, yeah, Jeff was like, y'all need to get over it. Cause he didn't race against the intimidator. Yes. That's exactly what he said. And I thought seeing, you know, those video clips, um, was I thought was really, really cool to get, you know, everyone back to the track and just seeing what their perspective is on the current series. If if you're not familiar, y'all should go back and and look up the the rivalry that Jeff Bodine and Dale Earnhardt had at the end of the the nineteen eighties. It was it was every single week. It it was <laughs> if you think Denny and Ross is is tense you should see Jeff Bodine and Dale Earnhardt. It was it was insane. I I've, I've watched several videos of that, and it's it's impressive that the on one hand the respect they had for each other, on the other hand, you know there were no holds barred with those two on the racetrack. It was uh, it was a proper rivalry. Um, but yeah, you're right, Jake. Great to see all those different drivers uh, sharing their perspectives uh, and, and and what they had to say. I, and I think my final thought is I I really enjoyed uh, Richard and Kyle Petty being in the booth together. They were they were super good. Of course, Kyle works with NBC, so he has you know certainly a good voice and and you know knows his way around a TV production better than some of those other guys do. Uh, I'd like to see Kyle as a uh, you know a race analyst, you know, in the booth for a, maybe an Xfinity Series race or two, and and the. Uh, on the NBC side, I think he did a really good job in practice and qualifying on Saturday, and did a good job in the race. Um, you know, adding in some tidbits and complimenting Boyer and uh, and Mike Joyce. So, uh, hats off to those guys for for being willing to go in the booth. Of course, this weekend they announced that uh, at North Wilkesboro it will be Daryl Waltrip making his return to the booth for a nice throwback. Of course, DW ran many races at North Wilkesboro, so. He knows his way around that racetrack a good bit. And I guess shifting to that way, uh, a ton of on-track action coming up this weekend. And it's week, really, in North Wilkesboro. It starts Tuesday night. We're recording this on Monday night, so it starts tomorrow night with the uh, Cars Late Model Stock and Pro Late, or Super, or Pro late Model Tours uh, running there. And... Then on Wednesday, the uh, ASA Race with Stars Super Late Models running. Then uh, Truck Series on, was it Trucks on Thursday or Friday this week, Jake? Remind me. I'll, I'll look it up if you don't know off the top of your head. Uh, I just had the schedule. Saturday, up. the Truck Series races at North Wilkesboro. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, then nice I think this, the All-Star Open is open on, is on Saturday. And then Sunday, of course, the, all, the Cup Series All-Star Race. Uh, a action-packed week of racing coming up there. And, of course, so many stars racing in the late model divisions on Tuesday and Wednesday night. Uh, I think there's no more than than nine or no less than nine current drivers racing between those divisions and several other names that you would recognize on the entry list. Uh, it's going to be well worth the watch, and I'm really looking forward to those races. Certainly. I mean, this is something that, uh, you really didn't think was possible, uh, you know, bringing back a track like this. But it, it shows in a way that, you know, in, NASCAR got got away from this track and it was pretty much left for dead in a way. Just, but it shows that you know I think the series is uh, trying to get back to, you know its roots, if you will, and, and this was certainly one of them. I mean, think of how cool it is to go from, 
Darlington to North Wilkesboro. I mean, uh, on on the schedule. And if it, I'm interested to see just what what the racing is exactly like. Um, I'm sure it will. It'll probably be remaining on the schedule. I would I would guess, and maybe even for a points race at some point. To have it as the All Star race is pretty cool because, you know. The drivers are going to be super aggressive, um, and, and you know it's it's an exhibition, uh, so there's just a lot um, that. And, and how cool would it be to win to win the first race back as well? That's also another factor. So I think we'll we'll get some crazy crazy moves. I think all week though. I mean, this is like you know they had an open house last week uh, for fans and, and everyone, and but. I think getting back there will set up for just some great old school racing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm reading off here the uh, the super late model race on Wednesday night. Their uh, their entry list they have 55 cars showing up to North Wilkesboro on uh, on Wednesday night. Names you recognize such as William Sawalich, who's made a couple of truck series starts this year. Eric Jones, Johnny Sauter, Chase Elliott, Derek Griffith, uh, who was one a I believe he has won a uh, snowball derby. If not, he has been very, very good at Five Flags in December. Uh, Derek Krause, Carson Hosevar, um, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith. Uh, There's so many names. Noah Gregson, Grant Enfinger, uh, both Quaffle sons. You remember, I remember former Truck Series champion Travis Quaffle. Both of his sons will be racing uh, this week. Uh, yeah, and, and then you have some of the best, like Ty Majeski and other guys. Daniel Suarez is in the super late model race. There are so many other of the top super late model drivers who are going to be there as well. It's going to be a great showcase for uh, for racing in the uh, in the grassroots level and, and at a track that is put on a great show. I mean, I remember hearing stories last year about the uh, – the super late model or sorry, the, the late model stock race they had there, the Dale jr. Ran mm-hmm. and you know, the stories that I heard were, were Dale jr. He fell back to like 12th or so. And then he started working his way back up, you know, saving his tires. And as other guys had their tires fall off, he would make a pass, make a pass and he gets to 10th and the crowd starts murmuring a little bit and he gets to eighth and they start getting excited and he gets to seventh and, and every position after that, the crowd got more and more insane and people thought the stands were going to come down. Um, I can only imagine that's going to be the case. Uh, both these nights on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with uh, some of the best late model drivers from across the country, putting their, uh, uh, their cars to the test against the, uh, some of the NASCAR stars of today. And then of course uh, the truck series racing their Saturday and the cup series, with their all-star race on Saturday and Sunday with the open and the all-star race. Uh, tire wear is going to be a huge deal at North Wilkesboro. Finally, you get, get a lot of tire wear tracks in the, uh, the cup series schedule all on the row, right? It's like we had our little short track spurt there with Richmond, Bristol and Martinsville all back to back to back. And now, uh, a, a big tire wear stretch here. Uh, do you think that there could be a chance that, um, experience is going to pay dividends in terms of, you know, there have been some guys who've come up and the tires are so good they never really had to save tires the way you're going to have to save at North Wilkesboro to survive. Do you think some experience from like a, a Kevin Harvick or a, a Brad Kalsowski who came up having to save tires that, that might pay off? Yeah, oh, certainly. I was uh, thinking, you know, before the, we came on of who I might pick to win this. And I, I think that, uh, you would be smart to lean on, you know, more of a veteran type driver in this situation this weekend. And I'm looking, you know, looking forward to it. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, this stretch of the schedule and uh, it certainly makes it a lot more entertaining. You have, you know, different strategies going on with the tires and that instead of, you know, uh, you know the not tire. You know where there's not fall off with the tires, and you can just go gung ho. But I'm, 
I don't know. Ex I can kind of picture, you know, what to expect, but um, I think the atmosphere is going to be the big storyline. And uh, I don't, I can't see really, even if there's not a whole lot of passing or, you know, things like that really ruining the weekend. I think the weekends are the weekend. The weekend's already made just by you know getting to this point. One hundred percent. I think this uh, it'll be interesting. I wonder if the Cup Series cars are going to try to shift in the corners. I I, I don't know that I they mm -hmm. would, but because uh, I think the corners are are rounded enough to where there be enough. Uh, you know, they can keep enough momentum up, but maybe they will. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, I was looking at the um, some of the entry lists for the cars to a race on uh, tomorrow night on Tuesday night. Uh, you got, at least with Cup or a NASCAR connections, you have Chase Briscoe, Brad Keselowski in that race, um, Harrison Burton, Ross Chastain, William Savalich is in that race as well, Kevin Harvick, uh, Tate Fogelman, Tyler Ankrum, Daniel Suarez and oh, some guy named Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in the late mm -hmm. model stock race for the Cars Tour. They have 38 cars on the entry list in the late model stock division. 50 pro late models uh, that show up on uh, on Tuesday night. Uh, a lot of names you'll recognize there. Brett Holmes, former ARCA champion, is uh, racing in the Truck Series. Is in that one. Carson Hosevar is in the pro late model. Uh, several other drivers that. Uh, are very very good at their at their craft, including uh, one that is making his pro late model debut. Uh, Jeff Gordon superfan Rodney Sandstorm, you might know him better as Corvette factory racing driver Jordan Taylor. Uh, <laughs> but it's super cool to see uh, Jordan Taylor getting behind the wheel in a short track. Uh, if he thought he got ate up at Coda when he was filling in for Chase Elliott. Just wait until he's on a short track. He's going to be ate up and spit out, but I think he's going to have the time of his life. Oh, yeah. I would imagine just everyone kind of, no matter who or with what, I mean, you kind of, if you're a driver, you probably just want to get behind the wheel this you know, this weekend and just, just race. And it's a bucket list item at this point, it, right? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I think, and, and I think short of, of running the Daytona 500 or, you know, a Southern 500 that, you know, it's hard to qualify for, you know, there's more hoops to jump through to race on those bigger tracks. If you're not really experienced in NASCAR or anything like that, mm -hmm. um, North Wilkesboro is one of those places that if you have the opportunity to race it, you're going to take that opportunity or you're going to pull some strings to make it happen. I think that's what, uh, what all Rodney Sandstorm has done here. <laughs> I, I, I saw a picture of his car on Twitter and, and it is 100% painted just like the uh, the old number twenty four Rainbow Warriors car. How cool is that? Oh, it, it'll just be it'll just be such a fun week and, and weekend. Where uh, so where can fans watch all the events this week? So uh, of course the Cars Tour, the home of the yeah. Cars Tour, is Flow Racing. Yeah, I'm and on then the, the website. Yep, and then the the Race with Stars uh, ASA National Tour. They typically are on Racing America, but for this one race, they are on Flow Racing because Flow is already going to have all the infrastructure there from Tuesday night for the Cars Tour race mm -hmm. that they have worked out a deal to just carry the Race with Stars race on Flow Racing. So all the midweek action, Tuesday, Wednesday, available on Flow Racing. And of course, Fox picks up with the Truck Series and Cup Series this weekend. Uh can't, can't forget also, tomorrow night is the third round of the High Limit Racing Series that Kyle Larson puts on on the dirt tracks with the dirt sprint cars there at Wayne County Speedway in uh, north central Ohio. So uh, going to be a great event there as well. There is, I, I can't remember so much short of the COVID year where they were racing a lot of midweek just to get the races made up. I can't think of a better midweek slate of racing ever mm -hmm. off the top of my head it, this is incredible ever yeah oh yeah it's the, the only other series we could add on but it doesn't start for a while is uh, srx right and, uh, right that'll be exciting too once that comes but this if you are a fan of racing this is like your this is like christmas but every day of the week for a week 
I know this is incredible. Um, do you want to get some to, to some pop up showers, Jake? Sure. Like I like I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, it you know pop up showers. Some things we see on social media, um, kind of off the track or in any other racing series. And I'll just bring up once again, uh, just a NASCAR seventy five, and it's very unique. I, I love the way they did the schedule with the. Uh, Darlington going into North Wilkesboro and some of the photos you see um, of all those drivers together. And then like this week you see photos of uh, North Wilkesboro, you know, signs around it, the walls, how it's like the Winston cup series is like fading away on these signs around the track and how it's reopening and cleared up. It's really uh, a shot in the arm. I feel like for NASCAR in the cup series right now. Um, I'm just overall, I'm just really looking forward to continuing this kind of old school type feel. And I, I thought, I thought Kansas was, was great. And that was kind of old school racing. And then we could get to these tracks and look at after North Wilkesboro, we're at Charlotte and that's, you know, the hub of NASCAR right now. So it's, it's a pretty good stretch for the sport. My pop-up shower is going to be a little, I guess, uh, uh, different this time. It's not really anything I saw on social media. It's just something I'm super excited for. So uh, this past weekend, an IndyCar was the GMR Grand Prix on the Indianapolis road course. And that kicks off the month of May for the IndyCar series. And then this coming weekend is practice and qualifying. Then they'll have bump day. And then, of course, the Indianapolis 500. And I'm just getting so excited. I'm going to be at the Indianapolis 500 nice. on, uh, on May 28th. I'm just so excited for that. And uh, and that month of May bug is biting me real hard right now. And I'm just super excited to be there uh, and see the 500. I think it's going to be a fantastic race. Um, it always is. But I'm super excited to be there. And uh, and, and just really looking forward to, to being at one of the the, the hallow we talk about Darlington and North Wilkesboro as yeah. being some hallowed grounds in NASCAR. It is be at the hallowed grounds of IndyCar. Uh, it's going to be amazing. You can't. Oh yeah. Have you ever been? Is I've this- been a couple of times. So I went one time in high school, um, but we didn't stay for the entire race. I, I was, I was kind of helping out the, uh, the, the high school I went to their marching band was in the parade on Saturday and then did a brief performance during the pre-game, pre-race ceremonies on Sunday during the race, and then ended up leaving, you know, we saw the, the green flag drop and ended up leaving. Although I did stand right next to Gasoline Alley on that trip, and uh, Chip Ganassi walked right by and said, anybody want my autograph? And I didn't realize at first who it was, and I was like, oh, it's Chip Ganassi. Um, so I was there for that, and then I went a couple years ago and went through the museum and got to take a a tour around the track. Uh, they offer tours. You go in like a, a little, a little like church bus kind of deal. Uh, and they have a spiel that is narrated by the late great Bob Jenkins, all about the historical facts of the tracks or the track. Then they'll stop at the start finish line. You can take your picture with the pylon and the pagoda. You can take your picture kissing the yard of bricks and everything. And uh, mm. so I've done that. Uh, but I, I intend on, this is be our first time going for the full race. And, uh, and I think that's going to be exciting to especially see the finish, see the celebration, uh, mm-hmm. the wreath placed over the, the winner's head, the, the chug of milk, all that. I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a bucket list. I wish, and, and I know there's been some talks of this, that I think with the, with the next gen and everything, the Cup Series, I hope, would return to the racing on the Oval there. I heard some talk about that too. I think Kyle Bush mentioned it in a yes. media session they had, in the last uh, week or two. Reporters were asking questions about um, someone had like an article what what you would bring back, kind of playing off the throwback. Oh, I think Bob did that. Yeah, 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 and that was one of them. I mean, Indianapolis well, Motor Speedway. I've I've never been. Um, I would. It was worth it. Day. It's not very far from you. You've got to do know. it. I've been to. Um, it's closer for Dylan, actually. Uh, yeah, I've been to uh, uh, the uh, Raceway Park. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was there. Another great track. Oh yeah. The, the truck series puts on a great great race there. I was there uh, covering when Travis Braden won in his in ARCA debut. He won right there. Oh yeah. How cool! How cool was that? But Indianapolis overall, I mean, that what what a great city, and you'll have a great time, I'm sure. One, I have to say, uh, Indianapolis is one of the underrated downtowns in the country. Yes, I've I've been I've been downtown. I went uh, been to a Colts game before, and then we went uh, downtown, and it, it was I had a great time, and it was super nice. Indianapolis Convention and Visitors Bureau, if you're listening, hit us up. We would love to take some advertising for you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, great downtown. Really looking forward to that. Um, do you want to talk for a moment about our brackets in the uh, Thirty Mo Media Denny Hamlin Challenge, whatever they call it? Yes, let's uh, do it. Well, we, I, we, you and I both have the same champion, and that champion was who won. Yeah, so we got saved on that, but I think we both went four and four this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I had wins uh, from Chastain. Elliot, Harvick, and Byron losses in our brackets by Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Larson, that least race incident cost him, and Christopher Bell. I, I meant to mention this during the uh, our discussion about Darlington. What a heartbreaking end for him having to come in on that late uh, pit stop and get a lug nut secured. Really ruined a great day going for him. Yeah, that was another one that... Uh... I did not get correct, and, and it's a way I can't really see. I, I can, I'm only viewing what I picked. Um, so is it? I it will be. So you have you should Dylan, have a check mark on, Dylan, on one. To Dylan you. defeated Bell in the first round, um, and then it would have been Dylan against Bowman and Barry, and Bowman. I think Barry. Who's still racing? I don't know why. Uh, oh Dylan. yeah, yeah. So I def I definitely messed that up. Uh, yeah. So it, Dylan Austin Dylan did defeat Bell, and then Josh Berry got a better finish than Austin Dylan because he was collected in the big one at the beginning of stage two. Even though I mean Barry did didn't have an impressive race at all, uh, but he still made it through. And this that's kind of like the beauty of this, isn't it? I mean, you just don't know. Uh, looking it's just at, about surviving. Yeah. Looking at mine, I had I had Hamlin over Larson, and Hamlin is in my final four, uh, making it against Byron. So I still have that intact. Uh, I have Byron, or I have uh, yeah, I had Byron over Reddick and Harvick over Stenhouse. Then you go up to my top side of the bracket, and it's a mess. In the final four at Gateway, I had Kyle Busch against Logano, and both of them are out. Yikes. Um, I had Logano beating Truex, but Elliott beat Truex in the first, and then Elliott, Logano, uh, Elliott beat Logano, and then obviously Wallace, Bubba Wallace, uh, is advancing in this. He had another great run. Um, you know, a worth a he, shout out for a great run on Sunday, Harrison Burton. Oh yeah, he yep. His lowest running position in the entire race, I think, was twentieth. What a great run for the Wood Brothers team there. Certainly, and he was he was he was one of the guys that when there was some carnage going on at the end, he was he was right there, uh, right next to Wallace. And he thought, man, one of these guys might be able to win the race. And, and but credit to him for just being in that position to take advantage of it. He needs to have that uh, X side uh, paint scheme for the entire season. Oh, that was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um. But I guess looking, look, also looking at this bracket, uh, Logano was in my championship, so I'm pretty much need a need Byron to win it all if I'm going to have any kind of respectable finish, which could still happen. So, I guess of my final four, uh, Kyle Busch is out because Keselowski beat him at Darlington. Um, Chase Elliott's still in, I believe. Yeah, Chase Elliott is still in. I have William Byron still in, and then Larson uh, is out because Hamlin finished higher than him. So I have half of my final four. I still have I still have my final matchup is alive. Chase Elliott against William Byron. Well, there you go. I don't I don't know what 
what the standings look like. It's probably chaos of the, what, of 40,000 entries or whatever number they had. Right, totally, yeah. After the first race, there wasn't even a perfect bracket. Right. So. It just shows how crazy it can be. Let's get to our uh, our race picks from last week. Uh, in our actual picks, a, a very dismal day for us overall. Jake, you get to pick last for the second week in a row. Wow. Uh, but with a 12th place finish from Denny Hamlin, uh, I will pick th- um, third in this one uh, after a 22nd place finish from Tyler Reddick. He got collected in a late race uh, incident there and ruined his day. Uh, Steve picking second with a 25th place finish from Eric Jones. Um, he had, he had a good run going and again, got caught up in some mess and Dylan, uh, his luck ran out after a streak of five consecutive top fives gets a 29th place finish his worst of the season so far with Mm. Ross Chastain, but Dylan salvages a tie for the most points of the weekend after Ross had, uh, so many stage points, of course, winning the second stage, uh, with 25 points, Jake, you also got 25 from Denny Hamlin. So the, the current standings right now in our season long battle on our actual picks, Dylan leads the way with 445 points. Steve has 416 in second. I'm third with 387 and Jake, uh, with 342. Uh, we have contacted Steve and Dylan. Dylan selected Kevin Harvick for this weekend in North Wilkesboro. Steve has selected Ryan Priest. So two of the four Stuart Haas racing cars have been selected there. Uh, that means the pick falls to me and man, I am torn here. Uh, man, like yeah, you kinda, don't you don't know. I mean, it's hard. To I want to go with the Chevrolet because I feel like the Chevrolets have been really, really strong. Um, you look back at Richmond though. That Richmond was one. Uh, who won Richmond? I, I blanking on it for some reason. Uh, let me get back to the NASCAR app real quick. Richmond was won by Kyle Larson. Okay. Yep. Uh, Martinsville Martin. also won by Kyle Larson. Uh, Phoenix was won by William Byron. So all of the shorter tracks have been won by William Byron and Kyle Larson. Uh, and I haven't picked William Byron yet this year. So Uh-oh. I think I will go Willie B. Willie B. Um, like you, I've kind of been going back and forth on who I wanted. I wasn't, I thought about Harvick for a second, uh, but obviously Dylan picked him earlier. Harvick is a really good pick though, because it is. Oh, yeah. Harvick, Harvick grew up racing short tracks and knows all about saving tire. Although he hasn't had to do it much in this next gen car. So I don't know how much it's going to translate, but um, that's going to be the name of the game at Wilkesboro. It's going to be, you know, do you, do you run crazy and, and burn off your tires and come back and, and, and count that you've been faster than everybody else? Or do you save tire? Um, that's definitely going to be the challenge. Mm-hmm. I'll go out on a limb. And this this is a shout out to our friend of the show, Ryan from iFantasyRace.com. And he posts some, some early picks of the week and tidbits about each driver. I will pick Joey Logano. Interesting. He makes Ryan makes a good point in his uh, top tier, his first initial article. How Joey Logano is a quick adapter, and so he wouldn't be surprised if he won this weekend. He has won at the Coliseum debut, Bristol Dirt, and then the Cup Series at Gateway. Um, So why not? And uh, he he's always kind of a guy that. It's just it's just there at the end doesn't you know he he gets he gets love on the broadcast but he's always just kind of sneaky around in that top ten top five and maybe he'll capitalize at the end I'll just go with a guy that knows how to win at these new uh, tracks for the Cup Series the twenty yeah I will say the the Fords have been on the struggle bus for a lot this year uh, and so I noticed that all three of you. 
have picked Fords, and I'm the only one in Team Chevy. Uh-oh. Uh, so we'll see if uh, if the Ford fortunes turn this weekend at the 5.8 North Wilkesboro Speedway. In our random picks, uh, oh Dylan got very lucky with a second-place finish from Kevin Harvick. I had a third-place from Chase Elliott. Steve had a 24th from Corey LaJoy. And Jake, you had a 26th from Noah Gregson. So in our season-long standings, in our random fantasy racing, uh, I lead the way with 402 points. Let's see something real quick. I still have more points in random than I do in real picks, uh, which is a little concerning. Uh, Dylan is in second, a distant 80 points adrift of my mark. Uh, Steve in third, another 80 some 80 some points or so he has 244 points behind dylan and then the closest battle is jake and steve within 15 points of each other jake you're on the uh don't look outside now. looking in there don't look now <laughs> trying to come up so that means the order goes jake you go first let me get the video going here for our random fantasy racing and we'll get the video spinning or the wheel spinning excuse me for jake's pick at north wilkesboro Wheel is spinning. Oh, and you actually end up with a pretty good driver, Chase Elliott. Okay. He did well for me with a third place last week, so, so hopefully he does well for you as well. I guess uh, what happens with the wheel this week if you get someone that's not – I guess I'm just thinking of this. Uh, I no, so I just have charter drivers in there. Okay. There are a couple of non-charter – I think at least one non-charter car is in the – uh, race at North Wilkesboro. That is Chandler Smith on the 13. Uh, I've spun for Steve and he gets Kevin Harvick. Not a bad choice there. Next up is my pick is Chase Elliott. But yes, the whole, the whole time, just for you listening at home, uh, I've only been using the 36 charter cars. Uh, so there's not a chance of a car that is not in the race being uh, selected here. I have gotten uh Tyler Reddick could be a sneaky good choice there. And then for Dylan, we'll give a spin here. And Dylan has it land. Oh no. Oh no. Ty Dylan goes to our friend meteorologist Dylan. <laughs> so, uh, patented our... Paxton. Oh no. I love it. <laughs> It's uh, it's is it is it is it iconic as Mike Joy's Oh No? Mm, it's getting close. Oh, okay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Fans, if you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, let us know. Uh, if my Oh No is as uh, is as good or bad as Mike Joy's. Uh, but our random picks for this week are uh, Jake with Chase Elliott, Dylan with Ty Dylan, Steve has Kevin Harvick, and I have Tyler Reddick. Um. A lot to look forward to for this uh, this coming week. A ton of on-track action between the grassroots late model divisions and, of course, the truck series and the cup series in North Wilkesboro. Also, high limit racing on Tuesday night at Wayne County Speedway in North Central Ohio. Um, we've been through all that. Jake, anything you want to close with tonight? I'm just looking forward, you know, like I do every week, it seems like, just to get into the track. But this, this week is special. So I know I will and you will and our listeners will just sit back and kind of take it all in. 100%. It's going to be an exciting week of racing in North Wilkesboro Speedway. I think they're expecting sellout crowds every single night. And uh, I just love what this is going to do for the the community of Wilkes County uh, and really revitalizing a part of, of uh, kind of Western North Carolina there. It's going to do uh, great things for that community, and hopefully, um, it'll be a place that uh, the the Cup Series and the various NASCAR and racing series can keep going back to year after year and make it a uh, a, a traditional thing once again. Uh, big thank you to all of you for listening, uh, Clowny with a chance of racing. Whether you listen to us on Apple, Spotify, uh, you find us on Twitter, Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We uh, couldn't do it without you. 
Uh, if you do like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite pro- podcasting platform. Also, uh, I have to say that we are uh, definitely missing Steve and Dylan this week. Uh, remember, we do have day jobs, so uh, uh, those guys taking care of some business on that end. Uh, but we all look forward to being back next week to talk about a, uh, a big weekend of racing at the uh, uh, North Wilkesboro Speedway and looking forward to Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend with the Coke 600 uh, on the NASCAR side. And of course, we'll probably make mention a little bit of one of the greatest single days in racing with the Monaco Grand Prix, the Indianapolis 500, and the Coke 600 all in one day. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so definitely looking forward to Jake, uh, Dylan, Steve, and myself all being back together next week for uh, Cloudy with a chance of racing. I think that'll wrap it up. We've had a, uh, a good episode here. There's been a, a lot of good racing in the last couple of weeks in the NASCAR Cup Series and across all divisions of NASCAR, of course. And we're really looking forward to hopefully many, many more and uh, the triumphant return of North Wilkesboro Speedway for the NASCAR Cup Series. For Jake, I'm Braxton. Thank you so much for listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Racing. We'll be back next week with hopefully another big episode talking about some great NASCAR racing.